Welcome to Come In Attractions, a Planet Geek production, where the cast of Geeking Off the Page discuss, dissect, deep dive, and tangent off on the latest trailers and teasers. Join us for an entertaining look at the latest short commercials for the soon-to-be-released TVs and movies. Uh, be warned, this program will be wall-to-wall speculative spoilers. Hello there, I am Troy, and I am joined by my fellow geek hosts, Yes, you are. I am. This is where they insert their names here. All right. I am Mike. Hey there. I'm Trevor, and hello, and welcome to Movie Phone. I'm Gavin, and missed it by that much. All right. So, like we said, this is going to be a spinoff of our regular program that we do, uh, Geeking Off the Page, and we decided because... um, we actually have a lot to talk about with trails and all that recently. And because there's so many out there every single week, we decided, hey, let's give it its own sp- special show. So this week we have quite a few um, on tap and uh, we're going to break uh, them down. Some of them we'll just talk briefly about. Some will go into depth like the opening says. So we're going to start off with the uh, Vought uh, News Network, uh, 7 on 7 with uh, Cameron Coleman for November 2021. So what this basically is, is the people who bring us the boys have actually decided to do some extra in between the seasons sort of work. Um, Not only that, they're actually releasing music videos by the different uh, supers that are uh, doing uh, musical things. Uh, Starlight and A-Train both have music videos on this uh, network. If you you haven't checked it out yet, go to YouTube and look up uh, Vought. They have all the stuff and all that. at the end of this particular one, there is no, still yet no information of when season three of the boys is going to start. But this, again, is something that tides us over. So like all the other seven on sevens have, there's a bunch of different uh, uh, news articles that they go through uh, presented by uh, Cameron Coleman in a very Fox News sort of uh, deal and all that. And so it starts off with... Um, an article about uh, Victoria Newman and how she is having some sort of uh, Victoria per day, uh, parade about the uh, uh, FBSA and uh, how they have in the short time that they've been working together that uh, in the past, I believe they said two months that uh, there's been a drop in uh, supers incidents. Now, of course, Cameron has issues with these sort of things because he is a bot man through and through. And he basically claims that, no, you know what? It's the actual good guy supers that have been stopping the terrorist supers. That's why there's been a drop in supers incidents. I got to uh, say, I love the uh, the fake Tucker Carlson style uh, theatrical outrage that, that they're doing. It's, it's, it's spot on. Absolutely yeah. spot on. Yeah, this guy's doing a fantastic job. Um, uh, then we have a short little article about uh, 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 Groundhog, who apparently is a super that seems to have uh, some sort of alcoholic problem, and uh, he is on his uh, fifth uh, fifth. And he has hammers of, for hands. And he has hammers, hammers for, hands. for yes. hands. He is he's he's also a diminutive. He's also a diminutive uh, super as well, apparently, according to the article and all that. And uh, he is now being brought to uh, Vought for actually uh, detox, which is kind of nice. So this is apparently his 
fifth time going through this sort of thing. Um, we're pulling for him this time. Yeah. Uh, then uh, apparently Secretary of Defense, the next one is uh, Secretary of Defense, uh, Robert Singer, is, uh, might be in some sort of uh, presidential run. Um, and then uh, it's basically, he's basically, no, I'm not really running for any sort of pre presidency. I'm here to help the public, um, work with the supers and all that. And of course, uh, Cameron Coleman goes into a whole entire how this is all fake news and all that. He's not really here to to actually be for the people he's actually like a money grubbing and whatnot sort of thing. So it's, he goes into that. Um, we then uh, have an unfortunate uh, article where a train has to postpone a uh, uh, face-off race with um, Mr. Marathon. And the reason being that he uh, is called off because of uh, a classified assignment for Vought industries, because the superheroes still work with the government to, do their duties and all that and of course we have a quick little a tiny little clip of actually a train doing a press conference pointing out what has happened and all that and then we go to probably my favorite part of this whole entire segment is a commercial for Vatland super park um and so it's basically a superhero themed park that has like giant oversized head characters running around um different uh, attractions set up as um, meeting the different, uh, the Super 7, sorry, the 7, sorry, not the Super 7, the 7. Uh, there's a Homelander Extreme Flight. There's a uh, musical based on the life of uh, Soldier Boy called Soldier Boy Ahoy. Um, <laughs> Black, Black Noir has an animal adventure super petting zoo section. So um, every single night there is a good night starlight fireworks spectacular. And even Brave Knave has an exclusive kingdom, which is inclusive. Uh, inclusive. inclusive. Sorry, I apologize. Yes, I'm just looking down. It says inclusive uh, kingdom. Now, for everyone. Yeah, exactly. Um, no matter their pronouns. Yes, exactly. That was it. Yes, yes. Um, then at the very end, we're given a website called uh, votland.us that you can go to book your vacation to show up at uh, Votland. Now, there's uh, two things about this commercial. First of all, the voiceover artist is Seth Rogen. And I'm pretty sure most of the guys in this chat can actually recognize the uh, location that they used for this theme park. Anyone want to take a guess that doesn't know? Hmm, I think Mike and I worked there. I'm pretty sure I, we did. I believe you guys did. Uh, so yeah. this is actually- We walked through the inclusive kingdom every day. <laughs> that's yeah. that's right that's right so for those i'm gonna that... call it right now I'm, I'm calling it right now yeah what's that sometime during this this the third season of the boys there's going to be a terrible 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 fatality incident at the at the uh, voidland yeah definitely oh i i can't see them not using this location and what it is for those that aren't in the know um there is a local canadian <laughs> theme park that is open four months out of the year just because of weather well actually they really stretch it out actually apparently this year they're going well into like november december because they have a whole entire winter sort of thing going on but it's canada's wonderland out in vaughn and it was just kind of cool to like the first shot you go hey that's the medieval fair section <laughs> of white so it's kind of neat to see that um yeah it took me a couple of couple of moments to to, to uh recognize it yeah. Well, you know, what it was it. living out, out in BC for so long. <laughs> second I saw it, it was like, oh, yeah, exactly. all the flashbacks hit me. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Yeah. 
I mean, it's kind of cool to see, and it, I'm glad that they're using it. And that was, it was, it was a surprise to see, which is kind of nice. So when we come back from that commercial break, we have um, uh, an article about uh, Gunpowder, who is a retired uh, super right now, who is um, coming back into the public um, eye to show kids uh, how to handle um, their handguns and uh, make them aware of their Second Amendment rights. So... Um, there you go gunpowder doing his good for the duty and uh, make then, sure children are well versed yes exactly gun safety and then we have uh vot plus which is the vot streaming service that they have in this uh in this era and uh so apparently the uh the rate the uh the the the, the usage is soaring uh, much more than they were actually expecting and um and the quote is, it's like they're devouring the competition like a superpowered tiger eating a sad, overconfident rodent. So it's kind of nice to see that they got their stabs in there. And then it ends up with a, um, an article about uh, a lawsuit uh, being brought up against uh, Vought Industries by uh, former supers and their families uh, claiming how they were being exposed, unbeknownst to them, exposed to Compound V. And of course, uh, Mr. Uh, Cameron Coleman goes on about, uh, hey, what's all this about? You became superheroes and now you're mad that so you ungrateful. are sort of thing. Yeah, so ungrateful. Ungrateful exactly. wretches. Yeah. Um, so that, that was basically, it's like a seven minute clip and all that. And like I said, if you're interested in the boys, this is a fantastic way to keep you uh, tied over until third season starts, whenever that's going to start. We know now that it a- is. What? As a fun little side note, yes. So on Friday was Disney Plus Day, and the boys on YouTube released basically an expanded version of that Voight Plus clip with a couple more little uh, behind the scenes of stuff like That's what you'll funny. get when you subscribe to Voight Plus. That's funny. And they they did they they dropped it on Friday just so just so they could riff on Disney. Good for Amazon. Yeah. I'm going to give Amazon all the points on that because they're doing a fantastic job. And this is the way you market something when you are at the point where you can't obviously release it right away. Because I'm thinking they're waiting for an opportunity to not have so much content out there. Because friggin' yeah. November and December on just Netflix and Disney Plus alone are just jam-packed with everything. So they'd probably get lost somewhere in the shuffle. But good on them for, do- for just doing stuff like this. And like we know, we know third season is already shot. We know that they're starting to work on whatever for fourth season, but yeah, so there we go. All right. So as we move on, we got uh, a bunch of trailers and all that over the past uh, couple couple of days and whatnot. And uh, as they pop up, we throw them into our little feed. We uh, sometimes, some of us look at them, sometimes some of us look at all of them. Um, but the first one that we had dropped into here was uh, a show that is being uh, that is a Netflix series that's being released on November 27th called Elves. Now, this looks kind of cool and kind of creepy. Um, it's actually an original Danish production, which is kind of neat. And um, I'm actually kind of happy that, uh, well, from the trailer alone, it looks like it's not dubbed, which is kind of neat because that sort of thing has a better influence impact when you can hear the original actors and their inflictions on what they're what they say and all that sort of thing so it was nice to see uh, that sort of thing going on and all that and it looks kind of cool i mean it looks like there's a lot of practical effects from these tiny little creatures to the 
quick flash that we see of a larger creature and all that. But um, it looks like something's going to be cool. And now I don't know how long it's going to be, but it's Netflix. So it's all the episodes are going to be dropped all at once. So, I mean, but it looks like it's going to be cool for something that is already obviously, like we've talked in the past, purchased by Netflix, not actually produced by Netflix. Yeah. All right. Anyone uh, getting a, a sort of a slight Jurassic Park feeling, but with fantasy creatures, just the uh, everything's fenced off, and the 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 big tear in the fence. Oh dear. Oh, that's the right. Dinosaur, yeah. I mean, the elves are loose. Did you guys ever see the the movie Troll Hunter? Yes, yes. that's exactly yeah. what I thought. It, it kind of gives me that feel to it of mm. you know people who are kind of like living their lives and there's a fantasy element, but they have it kind of locked away and your general population doesn't know about it. Yeah, it's true. I didn't even think of that. Yes, of course. I like troll hunters. Yeah. All right. So uh, next up on our list of, uh, again, these are no particular re uh, order. I, I think we might in the future, just put them in some sort of release date sort of order. But um, <laughs> the next one we have on our list is uh, what I think everyone's favorite is going to be is uh, back to the outback. Oh, yeah. Which is um, which is a Netflix <laughs> animated movie, computer animated movie, um, being released on December tenth. Um, sorry, Asa Fisher, uh, Fisher and uh, Guy Pierce uh, doing voices of some of the animals. I believe uh, I, 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 how do you pronounce her name? Which one? A uh, Fisher. Oh, uh, I had it before I started talking, and then it's like I just threw it out of my head. Yeah, I need to see your name to be able to say it right. It's um, yeah, it is. Oh wow, I S L A. Alicia, Alicia Fisher. She's obviously doing yeah. the voice of the snake that's in this, and then Guy Pierce is doing the voice of the koala. Um, and it, I mean, it looks cute. It looks, it looks different than some of the animations you've seen before. It doesn't look like anyone. It doesn't look like your DreamWorks, it doesn't look like your Sony, it doesn't look like obviously anything that we've seen from Disney, which is kind of nice. It's nice. The character yeah. design doesn't look like it's copying someone else, which is kind of nice. But again, it looks like something that's they'll keep the kids entertained for like 80 minutes and then you're good. <laughs> if, it's, uh, if it's any any uh, anywhere close to Madagascar, which this kind of makes me think of Madagascar, but in Australia, but with a focus on the venomous animals, you know, the uh, how deadly Australia is, right? Yes, because yeah, th these are all Australian animals. You're correct. Yes, I think it'll yeah. be. It, it should be entertaining. I, I'm gonna I'm gonna give it a go. See 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 how I like it. And again, it's I know not, my kids are gonna watch it. So. Yeah, and again, you know, you're not going to really need to invest too much time in this sort of thing. What do you think, Mike? What do you think about it? Yes, another kids' cartoon. I mean, <laughs> I didn't see anything that's really different than everything else I've seen before, and yeah, my kids are kind of past the. You know, I, really kitty kid kind of stuff. I will yeah, I say something true, that, yeah. that, that that jumped out at me is when I think towards the end of the trailer and all the animals are like tumbling down the hill, the spider basically shoots out a quick silk silk parachute, kind of like a drag drag strip racer to, to slow itself down. It was just a nice little touch. Yeah. And yeah. I, I caught that and I was like, oh, okay, that, that's kind of cute. Do you know where this one was animated? Uh, no. I'm not 100% sure. I didn't actually have the time to look that sort of thing up, but um, I'm not 100% sure if anyone's doing some sort of I'll little research in the back or anyone, anyone going once? Going I'm once. trying to try and give me a second. The computer goes as fast as <laughs> it goes. Ice harder, boy. 
So no, we get a lot of uh, Netflix animation happening through Toronto. Uh, so. Trying to see who's normally they farm these things out to like three or four different studios. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it does not show uh, who's doing. Oh, maybe on IMDb because right now it's not not listing who's actually the studio responsible. Oh, wait, wait, maybe that, uh, one second. Uh, real FX animation. Really? Yep. Are, are they Australian or the just? No, uh, Dallas, Hollywood, Montreal. Oh, really? Okay. All right. So, yeah. Okay. Now to get back onto a, a little more of a serious sort of, uh, not so serious sort of thing, but, um, we got silent night which is being released, actually theatrically released on December 3rd. And this is um, from the actual, because it's one of those trailers that has the uh, already critics sort of reviews in it and all that, and they're calling it a dark comedy, um, starring uh, Keira Knightley and uh, Matthew Good uh, as the main uh, characters in this. And it looks like it could be a very good dark, but as the trailer wears on does anyone else who's seen the trailer get some sort of like horror sort of like 100%. vibes from it oh yeah we talk about not being able to go outside when it comes yeah exactly i'm see my 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 gut feeling on this one is it's uh, it's sort of drawing on the sci-fi trope of like nanobots like like devouring the earth just from the way that the black mist kind of is follow falling through um whether or not that's actually the case, I can't I can't quite tell. I, I honestly don't know what to really think about it because all that's they're really saying is it's Christmas, everyone's here to have a good last time. I get I, I'm thinking, and there's just some sort of unimaginable horror that's going to happen to everyone. I'm thinking it's like the mist. There's probably something in this dark mist that you know. Killing people off so they get together. To me, it gives me a very much a uh, feeling of like Knives Out. Yeah. So you have yeah. An ensemble cast. Mm-hmm. I refuse to watch that movie for reasons. Okay. Um, it's, it's an ensemble cast in basically a, a singular location. Ray and Johnson, I can't watch his movies. Sorry. Honestly, <laughs> it wasn't bad. It was, it was a better film than I expected to be, but I think it's because he had full creative control and he wasn't trying to like riff off another movie before it or yeah my family said that it was a decent movie and i should watch it but i just can't it is it is once luke Luke milked a walrus i'm just like i'm done forever honestly but no yeah no if that's if that's the reason you're not going to see it you're you're doing yourself a disservice michael it is actually it's you have to draw a line somewhere well written well i i I, no i I look at reen johnson is a is a very much a niche director um and it's obvious there, you know, when he did Last Jedi, he was well out of his comfort zone. So he tried to make his his kind of movie just in the Star Wars universe, and it didn't work. I mean, I won't I won't cut corners. It didn't work at all. It was a piece of crap. But Knives Out fits his niche, so that's why I think it's it's actually it's a pretty good movie to watch. I've heard good things, but it's on my yeah. list actually. Amanda loved it. So uh, yeah, back given spoilers. yeah, so back to yeah, so back to Silent Night. Um, have you guys for Silent this- Night? The this one for me, it's one of these things. It's like it's too soon. It's the wrong year for it. I can't watch it this year. It, like if it was any other year without 
apocalyptic viruses destroying humanity, then I could probably sit down and enjoy it. But I was like, yeah, no, my karma can't let me enjoy this movie this year. Okay, so I'm going to point this out that what if this is a period piece and this takes place like during one of the world wars? Because the kids are talking about how like the Russians are coming or something like that. And there is some sort of like uh, exterior shot of like a street and there's like lights coming down from above flying over. So it could be planes flying over. It could be like England. They're out in the the, the countryside of England. And it could yeah, be that could just fire of... below. That, that, that would uh, remove it a little from the current yeah. situation. Yeah, yeah exactly, there's nothing yeah. to say that it's happening in present time. No, there is, there, yeah, you don't see, there's no big technology, but they don't show anything. Again, the costuming is classic costuming. They're like mm-hmm. guys dressed in a tuxedo, which has been in fashion for ages and all years. that sort of thing. And then again, anyone can retroly nowadays dress like they did back in the 30s and 40s and whatnot. So, yeah. But um, again, at the very end it starts to this trailer turns really creepy and yeah it's got some weird vibes to it for something at the very beginning that says a dark comedy all right <laughs> but uh again it's being theatrical released, so there's no uh, streaming sort of thing so that's always nice to see that things are now getting more to the norm of hey let's go to the movies to see these things so now we're going to do a 180 on that and we're come going to come up with uh, the december 17th uh, offering of Fortress, which um, um, this is one Die of Hard on an Island. Di- Die Hard on an that. Island with um, old. It's it's, John it's Grumpy Bruce Willis playing it's Grumpy, Grumpy Bruce Willis. Yeah, <laughs> Grumpy old Die Hard. Yeah, exactly. No, it's, not, it's not even him. Like I don't know. There was this if ranks right up there. There's after a certain point, Willis started. Bruce Willis started doing movies just to get the paycheck, mm-hmm. and he just angry and grumpy and that's his character yeah. it's just bruce willis being angry and grumpy and the, just, yeah, we'll shoot him all right let's just roll film and he's just him, him being angry and grumpy did that and, start with red I think uh, that red might have been the end of it red 2 might have been the end of him yeah still red, being i think there the time red the 2 he was starting yeah. to get grumpy and yeah and just i mean things is i was reading things some of some people are attributing it to his hearing loss so it's something that he doesn't wish to discuss. Like every time anyone yeah. in an interview brings it up, he either deflects it or he leaves the interview. Um, but he doesn't want to be seen wearing uh, hearing aids. Right. And, you know, if he can barely hear the direction, then he's just going to do what he wants sort of yeah. thing. Almost like but a Marlon his, his voice also sounded very gruff, very single toned as well. So that could also be a reason that's a, that actually might be very plausible. But yeah, again, so it's, it's yeah, and and we have Shan Doherty in this, so there's a there's a great little uh, extra little bit of uh, information. Did you even recognize nice. her originally? Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's like oh, it took me a okay. too. Yeah. yeah, and there's just again, it's like people trying to remake the the, the '90s action movies with like stupid one-liners and you know gratuitous gunplay, and you're like, and a story that. A five-year-old to be like, man, there's some large plot holes in this. And so, yeah. yeah, that's not what we hired you for. For the five-year-old boy, go give me a latte. Yeah, exactly, yeah. exactly. Yeah, yeah. All right. So uh, next up, what we have is um, one that I'm really, really interested in seeing that uh, I think Trevor dropped, and that is a uh, swan song. 
And that is being released on Apple TV Plus um, on December 17th. So right near this the honestly end. is one that would almost make me sign up for Apple. Yeah. It really would. This it's such a cool concept. I've I've read many stories that have something similar to this concept, but to see mm-hmm. it played out and with such a dynamic cast. Yeah. Yeah, we got I was just like, oh God, someone's been like like reading my secret journal of of, of hopes and dreams of stuff I want to see made. Yeah. Um so what is he? Yeah. Is he a clone? Is he a robot? That's just or... it. It's the the, the guy explain? is given the diagnosis that that's uh, Marshala Ali. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he, he's, he's going to be playing our. Uh, he's going to be playing our blade in a couple of years. Yeah, he's going to be the new blade. Mm-hmm. So he's he's told he's he's dying, and they can't cure it. He's he's going to die, and he's given the opportunity to have a clone made who will take over. You know, I and then they don't really get into like when he dies or if he just he'll step back as the clone steps forward. But the clone has all of his memories, including subconscious desires. Like it's a, so, it is like a biological clone, or is it a robot? Do we know? Do they? We think it's a, I think it's a biological clone, but okay. they they've, they've transferred the memories over like everything, and the clone believes he's the original, mm-hmm. and it gets to a point where the original is he's he's on board, but then he starts to have like second thoughts. Um, yeah, because you know, he's just he, gone through the process of re-remembering everything of his life and meeting his wife, who's played by uh, Naomi Harris. Um, and the, the woman in charge of this facility, the scientific facility, is Glenn Close. So we got some fantastic uh, Academy Award actors. And then we throw mm-hmm. in an Aquafina, which is kind of neat to see a little clip and all that. But she's in the credits, so she obviously plays a uh, uh, a major role sort of thing. But uh, yeah, it looks really... it looks. It, it, it looks does. like it, it's a very smart movie. Yeah, it looks like the opposite version of um, the uh, movie with Jim Carrey and um, Kate Winslet. Sunshine, Sunshine of Uh-oh. the Eternal Mind. Turtles. Yeah, exactly. Turtles. And Turtle Sunshine of the Yeah, but it's just the opposite where he now remembers everything that he's going to or he's forgotten, but it's been brought up through memories and at the end it's like like no i don't want to change and it's like no you're going to die he's going to take over and so yeah and again it looks fantastic it does i'll miss record did it first um <laughs> <laughs> uh, there was a there, there was Not a really good uh, there was a really good uh, book by uh, uh, the author uh, uh, robert j sawyer a canadian sci-fi author uh called mind scan and uh it's it dabbles with what I think is going to be some of the themes on here. Uh, essentially, uh, like old, old, really old people who are dying or uh, uh, basically terminally ill people essentially are getting their brains scanned and then uploaded into essentially an Android. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so the, uh, the idea is that basically the Android is going to continue on as the person living their life identifying us as the person they know that they they go on now the thing is is a lot of a lot of people in in uh you know the science fiction tropes basically it's like like with uh star trek transporter where they where the the idea is basically you're transported from one place to another but basically what everything seems to be indicating is you're being dematerialized and then rematerialized as a completely different person with the exact same uh, thing so the original person is destroyed so basically what they're doing with the uh, with, with this mind scan is they're copying the mind as is. So, you know, the, the, the terminally ill person wakes up, realizes they're not in this robot body uh, that they were being advertised as, 
but it's actually, you know, so now it's two individual people. So who is the real person? The person who's been uploaded and who, and the, it, it, the person who's dying. Now, what if those two meet? Is the, is the upload any less of the, the same person as the original? Yeah, that's, that's basically, I think, what Swamp Song is, but instead of an android, it's flesh and bone. Like, basically, it's like a meat android sort of thing. So at what point, and the thing is, if you're sharing the same, you've, you've pretty much got not just the same memories, but the same subconscious desires. Everything is identical. You know, at what point do you stop being the original and the other person? So, yeah, there's, there's I mean, I've, as I said, I've read many books where they talk about, you know, there's one where, um, when you die, you get cloned and, and the memories that have been up to that point get popped in and then you keep on trucking and, you know, um, and then there was like the movie was it the sixth day with Schwarzenegger. Uh, same there was thing. a Black Mirror episode like that, wasn't it? I think it was uploaded into a computer, but something like that where everybody. Yeah. yeah. Gets... So I just, when I saw this, I was I was very, very, very satisfied in terms of this looks very good and the cast they've chosen um you know unless unless the director just has like a completely off day and the, the editor just phones it in um this looks like it's gonna be a really good movie and again it's uh, everyone's got awards even uh benjamin clearly who also directed and wrote this sort of thing so he's an academy award winning as winner as well so that's i mean you've got it backed up with a great uh, support casting and all that sort of thing so yeah and again it looks like an actual Disney Originals. I'm sorry, uh, uh, Apple Plus Originals. So it's on the list. All right. So the next up that we have on our list of things is going to be a movie that is being released on the 27th of, uh, sorry, the 24th of November, and that is Resident Evil: Welcome to Raccoon City. So um, this is um, the basically the reboot of the Resident Evil series, but this apparently is going to be following the actual video game a lot closer than the Mila Jovovich movies did of uh, like a couple of decades ago. Um, now, don't get me wrong. I'm a huge fan of the Mila Jovovich uh, Resident Evil movies. They are fantastic to watch and all that. Um, but um, this trailer seems to be the resident evil 2 game i believe is that when they go back to raccoon city is that it's um it's 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 crebbing from the first and the second one it looks like okay good that that shot where you see the uh like the zombie basically devouring the platoon on the ground and the right. zombie kind of turns and like looks right at the camera uh, that's like that's taken straight out of the first movie. That is like a cutscene from game, the sorry, video game. Isn't game. It? Yeah, yeah, the very first, yeah. First yeah, it game. is. A cut, even the angle, even the the angle that it's shot on, isn't it? So then uh, you got the liquors. You got uh, which? Yes, uh, I was about I, to say. I don't as, think. As the trailer goes on, you see more and more of the actual monsters from the Resident Evil video game series, and it was kind of neat to see them because they look fantastic. Mind you, you're watching this on your phone and all that sort of thing. What was that? I'm just hoping to someone has to say, you take the lockpicks because you're the master of unlocking. That's got to be there. That's got to be. And someone's got to combine the, the herbs to make some sort of like healing potion. They, they, someone's got to do something like that. Even yeah, just herb, on off. packing herbs into a wound. And yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Harry, your arm's been severed. Here, take this healing spray. <laughs> 
Thanks, Jill. I feel so much better. Yes. But again, it looks like they're going to put the whole entire like conspiracy sort of thing right up at the f- forefront with umbrella and all that. Um, it's it's nice that they're using the original umbrella logo, which is kind of cool because it is definitely being uh, drawn right from the video game. And if I'm not mistaken, that actual where you see the the Raccoon City Police Department exterior is that not sort of designed after the one from the video game as well? Looks like it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. or at least as they- close to it as being possible from pulling they, they're taking so much more from the games that yeah. uh, from the source material yeah, yeah. um like the, the there is that uh split second shot of the tyrant coming down and pulsating and oozing and i was like okay okay that's that's looking good now yeah i couldn't i couldn't remember what it was yeah 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 i i think i'm that this is one i'm probably gonna wait until uh like it's it's available to uh to view on streaming um just Amanda doesn't want to see it 100%. That's a hard no for her. Um, <laughs> it's, it, if it's a hard no for her, then I mean, that's like, that's half, half my, uh, my movie watching uh, buddies gone. So, which actually brings it down to like 0. 0.5. Uh, but the, uh, it does look like uh, it's going to follow it a lot closer, which, which actually does get, you know, get me a little excited about it. Um, with the, uh, the various Resident Evil remakes that they're doing for the modern consoles like uh, Resident Evil 2 and Resident Evil 3, um, they're really trying to embrace a much more cinematic approach. And I think they've, they've taken a lot of inspiration from these, these remakes as well, which uh, I think is going to appeal to the, uh, the hardcore Resident Evil fan more so than the Milo Jovovich. So how do you pronounce your last name? Jovovich. 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 Yeah. Yeah, uh, and since it's you know it's not the uh, you know wife slash slash and director basically like babying the series along, um, I think there's going to be a little more control over what uh, what actually is depicted and what what scenes they take from the games. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah, no, like the Alice character was created for the original movies, and so. But again, they were entertaining. They were they were fun to watch and all that and. Adrian here is a huge, huge fan of the series, and she's not even really that into horror. Mind you, they sort of s- slightly start to turn into superhero movies by the end, but still, but they're fun. They're a fun movie to watch. But this looks like a straight up horror sort of thing, and it's it's kind of neat. Um, we even see the freaking zombie dogs, but I hope the first time we do we see the zombie dogs is not what we saw in the trailer that we actually have the introduction of the zombie dogs like they do in the actual if i don't crap myself with them breaking through a window i mean what good is it yeah exactly exactly but uh but yeah no it looks like it's gonna be fun and again i'm not gonna be rushing out to see this either just because i mean there's so much so little amount of time to be able to see stuff in the theater i definitely have no problem waiting everything's being released in such short windows now yeah, exactly. Yeah, no, this will be streaming a couple of weeks later. So, yeah. All right. So now we're moving on to our uh, Disney Plus segment. And uh, this uh, this past Friday, which uh, actually, to tell you the truth, that we are actually recording on uh, November 13th. So on the uh, 12th of uh, November, Disney Plus had their Disney Plus Day, where they had a slew of uh, stuff uh, being released for Hey, this is what's coming to Disney Plus over the next year and a bit. Um, we're just going to go into a couple of details of a couple of the things. Um, the first one being uh, Baymax. 
And uh, in uh, 2022, again, there's nothing that is a hard actual release date. We just know that it's going to be 2022. Streaming in 2022 is going to be Baymax, which is a series based off of uh, Big Hero 6, which is kind of neat. And it looks like we're going to be watching the adventures of Baymax being the helping healer character that he is going around to the different Baymax people. Baymax being in, Baymax. Baymax That's being that, Baymax, yes. That was honestly some of the best uh, best parts of Big Hero 6. So I'm actually oh, yeah. looking forward to seeing what this uh, this will do. Especially like, just, just the Baymax being so ill-suited to doing everyday tasks. That whole espresso shot was... Perfect, <laughs> absolutely perfect, and I, I just makes me want to see more. Yeah. Now there's there... little touches like when he first meets the old woman, and she's like, "What?" And you see the volume bar on his chest go to maximum. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Now there was a Big Hero Six uh, series, which was an animated series. It was more of a two D animation that was based on the characters from the movie and all that. But this one looks like it's going to be just Baymax himself. Uh, with all the other characters i mean the ant is back in this uh heroes um ant is in this and obviously in the coffee sequence where she injures herself that baymax takes over making coffee and whatnot and then there's the old lady and then he obviously goes to a school looks like people in the neighborhood yeah exactly so it looks feels like, like it's uh gonna... feels like the main characters are all supporting characters at this point yeah so exactly. we might see them in the background or something most likely voiced by somebody else well, I mean, Disney's good at re- re- getting the actors to return for almost anything. Yeah, so, so yeah. who knows? Yeah. yeah. Um, but it just looks like, and again, it's the same animation as the original movie, which is kind of nice to see. A beautifully rendered computer generation, computer-generated character. And character designs are fantastic in the series, in the movies. All right. So the next one that we have is... Um, not really a teaser, definitely not a trailer, but we have, um, again, coming to Disney Plus in 2022 is Willow. And what they showed us was a little bit of beautiful marketing and it's uh, Warwick Davis um, basically talking to the cast of the, the new series for Willow and it's just such a lighthearted and deliciously entertaining little segment. Uh, he basically talks to all the actors. They're all introduced there. And there's some faces that you've seen before, some you've never seen before and whatnot. But the way that Warwick interacts with these a, yes. a lot much younger actors and all that is fantastic. Um, he is just so charming. And like when the one girl who says she wasn't even born when his original movie out and how they're going to handle, like, are they going to digitally like de-age his face and all that? And works like, no, it's, it's Willow. It's going to be how fantastic he looks at this age and all that sort of thing. You know, it's, it is really great. I mean, I, I, I love the airs, like the airs of like, you know, like the, the super world famous uh, work Davis was basically the, uh, you know, the heartthrob of, of his time. Uh, I actually had to uh, re- remind Amanda where uh, he's he's from in modern uh, film, which is, you know, Professor Flitwick and uh, Harry Potter and right, uh, yeah. one or two of the goblins, I think. Uh, but she, she, she'd never seen Willow. And I'm like... Yeah, Mayor's never seen Willow and I was shocked. So I'm going to 
wow. rectify that situation. Yeah, right? I haven't shown that one to the kids. So unless they've watched it on their own, that's yeah, one so that I, never. I showed it, it to rotation. Josie and, and, and Ramona like two weeks ago, three weeks ago. They loved it. Yeah, have you guys seen? Have to revisit that. Have you guys seen Life's Too Short? Uh, which one's that? Which that's it's Ricky Gervais and Warwick Davis. Yes, yes. yes. So I, where no, he... I have not. I have not. Yeah, I I knew it it's... had something to do with Warwick Davis, but I couldn't remember what it was. But yeah, it's a fantastic series. And looking at this little teaser trailer behind the scenes thing reminded me so much of that. Like it, he really shows his comedy chops and what he's able to do. And then the other one is An Idiot Abroad. I don't know if you've seen that one. That's another Ricky Gervais I've heard production. About it. Yeah, I've heard about that one. With yeah, yeah, Carl yeah. Pilkington, where him and Warwick Davis go around on a traveling adventure. And again, right, right. Uh, it, like just the way he pulls off all those scenes with Carl Pilkington, it's amazing. So if people want to get geared up for Willow, even though they have nothing to do with the actual Willow show, but just see Warwick Davis in action, like those yeah. are two amazing series. Yeah, no, definitely for sure. And again, um, I'm pretty sure Aslan has not seen it, so I'm definitely going to be showing her that. I, Adrian's a big fan of 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 the original Willow as well, and I've loved it ever since I saw it in the theaters when it first came out because we're all that old. Um, <laughs> no, I did get a bit of sad, like a bit of sad news happened the day before this was uh, Gavin O'Hurley, or O'Hurley, yeah, the, he played Eric in Willow, right? The uh, the the captain who had the army mm-hmm. he passed away on thursday was that the guy who said no you die no that was the general um oh, he, this okay, was okay. The, the guy with the red hair who who was supporting mad martigan right um, yes 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 yeah, yeah the red hair yes yes away a few yeah. days ago so because it would have been nice to see him in the series all right so now we're gonna finish off our whole entire thing with probably the most anticipated part of the Disney Plus day, and that's everything Marvel. So um, there wasn't a lot of um, much given to us, actually. Even some of the stuff they gave us was just title cards. Um, still, but that's yeah, still, a lot of it is enough to know that these are actually now on the slate sort of thing. So to begin off, we actually have uh, Moon Knight. So this is one where we're actually given a bunch of footage. Uh, looks like um, a sizzle reel, uh, which looks fantastic. It's Oscar Isaac. Um, Emily Van Camp apparently is uh, coming back. So uh, Carter is back in here and all that. And now I'm not 100% sure, but I believe that Ethan Hawke has been signed on to be the, the bad guy yeah. for this series. Yeah, yes. Yeah, that's, that's, what I, that's what I thought I read and all that. And... Uh, if you don't know the moon, the character of Moon Knight, it is an Egyptian set character that is basically, I would say, what schizophrenic, right? Um, and he has he definitely disorder. hears voices. He definitely hears yeah, voices. Yeah, he's got yes. personality disorder. He was a uh, marine, um, but his mind has been fractured with his c- yeah. connecting to an Egyptian god. Yeah, and, exactly. Uh, yeah, and uh, basically, he's Batman, but uh, absolutely batshit insane. Yeah. Right. If Batman broke out of Arkham, yes. This would be yeah. Moonlight. Would be, be Moonlight. Yes. Um, in the comic books, he's got like this completely white costume and all that. I love the fact that it is like a downplayed sort of not, it's like off-white sort of thing. It's more not, like a silver. It's more of a, yeah, exactly. I'm, I mean, not like a shiny silver, but it's a more muted sort of thing. But it looks fantastic from the little bit that's in. And again, it's a little bit of a clip 
of whatever they have. And we know it's been in production. I believe they've actually wrapped production of Moon Knight. So this is probably going to be, and I'm going to go in the fact that these were the order that I believe Disney Plus had released them. So this is the order they're going to be released on Disney Plus. And again, these are not all going to be all next year because there's way too many for Disney Plus to put on here. Even if they're only like four episodes each. That's a crap load of stuff. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, so the next one we have is probably well. One thing I would just want to say about that? Moon Knight yes. is I'm yeah. really excited for this one because for lots of the kind of urban superheroes, mm-hmm. like we're you know like someone like Spider Man, like we have to have these giant event movies to justify going to the theaters, right? right. So we haven't had a proper Spider Man movie because normally it's high school and. He's got to go to work and like, it's all this little small things that happen every day. And you can't really fit that into a blockbuster movie, right? Like if you look at all the Spider-Man movies are big giant spectacles because they have to live up to the Avengers. Same with Batman. It can't just be a detective story. Like you should be able to do Batman on a TV budget, but no, it's got to be like you're blowing up stadiums and the entire world is ending, but you don't need that for Batman. So what I'm excited about for this Moon Knight series is we'll finally get a superhero with a secret identity and a costume and a cape who's jumping from rooftop to rooftop. And it gives it that breathing room. Like that's one thing I think we worked with Daredevil on Netflix is because you got to see Matt Murdock's everyday life. You got to kind of go through the adventure and give that breathing room to the story. And I wish we had that for Spider-Man. I wish we had that for Batman, but I'm glad we're going to get that for Moon Knight. That's a that's a really good point there, Michael. Yeah, no, that's that's actually a fantastic thing. Yeah, I mean, I was excited to see this because I'm a fan of Oscar Isaac. Um, besides the Star Wars stuff, like his Poe Dameron, which is my favorite character in this new uh, series, but his he's a fantastic actor to begin with. And I mean, you guys just recently with friggin' Dune. I mean, yeah. mm-hmm. he he killed it in that uh, <laughs> role. That he did um but anything um like ex machina it, fantastic in that i'll even go back to friggin sucker punch where he played this a, a small role but it was an integral role and it was he was fantastic in it. and he can play he's that type of actor that can play this and i'm hoping that we from the trailer this little bit it looks like he blacks out when he turns into like the character that is able to beat everybody up but I hope at one point we actually experience him being the different characters and we'll know because when you hear his voiceover, he's actually putting on an accent sort of thing. So I'm hoping that his other characters have different voices and all that. And it's just a fantastic, yeah. I can't wait. For I, I'm really looking forward to the possibility of like hearing him argue with himself. Um, that, that whole, the, like say what you will about Venom, uh, it, what, you know, whether it was good, bad, whatever your opinion was. The bit, the, the fact that uh, it was actually uh, Tom Hardy doing the voice of Venom and the voice of himself, uh, and then as he's having these arguments walking down the street, they're actually he's actually playing back the uh, the Venom voice in his head, so he has like dialogue to respond to. So he's actually wearing like a little wire to basically hear the Venom voice. So if they can pull some, off something like that and have him arguing with himself, you hear the various uh, uh, you know Mark Spector's voices kind of going back and forth. I think uh, I think we're going to really be able to capture the the multi personality sort of facet of him. At one point, there were rumblings on the internet about Daniel Radcliffe playing Moon Knight, and I thought, you know what, he might actually be able to pull it off. But 
I think what we're getting is great. Yeah, yeah. I heard that. I heard that as well. And I'm like, really? Okay, yeah. I'm pr- I mean, again, Daniel Radcliffe's a fantastic actor. I mean, yeah. he is very versatile in his uh, acting skills. So. Yeah, I thought he'd be able to pull yeah. off a character like that, like that kind of schizophrenic superhero. But um, yeah, well, what we're going to be getting looks really great. Looking exactly, forward to it. Exactly. Okay, so the next thing that they showed us in order is... Um, a little something that is a very small something called Secret Invasion. So we were given a title card of uh, Marvel's Secret Invasion and then the lettering changes to scroll coloring. And then we get a shot of, well, actually we get a shot of Nick Fury that just turns towards camera. And we got Nick Fury minus the uh, eye patch. So you got the flurkin scarred eye all exposed now because apparently he's more comfortable with the effect the makeup or they've just figured out a better way to digitally put it on him and all that but that's it that's all we got we got he looks old too he he does look oh yeah he's got a scruffy beard and all that which is kind of nice i mean but it's that's it like it's not even like five seconds it's just eh, turn at the camera and that's it goes on to the next thing um, really with Samuel L. Jackson, do you really need more than that to, as a teaser? No, you probably. don't. No, you don't. And <laughs> I'm glad that they're turning. Um, this is probably going to be a series that's going to drop in the middle of like a big hiatus of theatrical movies, because if this is going to be a series, this is a series that is going to be affecting the MCU, because Secret Invasion is, for those that aren't familiar with it, a time when scrolls were practically everybody in the Marvel Universe in the comic books. And uh, there was a secret war where superheroes, because at some times, even the scrolls didn't know that they were scrolls until their scroll abilities were awoken. I just remember, who, who was it who killed? Uh, there was a hero that ended up inadvertently killing another hero, and then the, that hero turns into a scroll. And then it, like the next panel is, is that hero who turns into a scroll and says, damn it, I didn't know. And yeah, it turns back. Yeah, you're exactly. Yeah, I can't remember, but it was. It got to that point. Wait, are you a scroll too? Yeah, they, just they didn't even friends? know who else was was scrolls and who yeah. wasn't. So they yeah. were like, uh. so I mean, it, it's kind of a cool thing. We've been introduced to the shape shifting characters, uh, thanks to Miss Marvel and all that. Sorry, Michael, to have to inform you that, but Miss Marvel is actually kind of important to the storyline. <laughs> <laughs> but um, so yeah, it's it again. We don't know anything. We know Sam Jackson is in it. That's it. And, that's it. And and there's scrolls. That that's the other important. Well, part. see, that's the thing. Not really. Technically, we don't really know. I mean, we do know that at the end of uh, which Marvel movie was it, where he was out in space? Uh, uh, Spider Man. Far from home. Spider Man. It was far, far from, from home. No yes, way, thank no you. Yes. Right, because the scrolls were right. Right, right, right. Yeah. And I'm curious yeah. about this one too, because like with both Captain Marvel and Spider Man, the scrolls are essentially good guys mm-hmm. right now. Yeah. So, unless there's an evil faction, I'm curious to see the spin that they take on this. Well, the, the original Secret Wars that was two separate groups of scrolls. That's why some of them didn't know who the, who, if other people, if other heroes were scrolls in disguise or not, because there was two separate factions of scrolls um, as part of the Secret Invasion. So they could do that same kind of storyline now. Um, the scrolls who are trying to take over and the scrolls who are trying to stop the other scrolls from taking over. Yeah, exactly. But not yeah. It overtly to kind of play with their hands. So yeah. All right. So the next thing we move on to is um Miss Marvel. And this is um 
Uh, Amen Valina. Valina, Valini, Valini. I'm not 100% sure how to pronounce her last name. I actually should have done more research on it, but she was actually, um, it was really cute how she got uh, the role of Carmela Khan. Camilla Khan, yes. Um, and it, it was just fantastic. If you haven't seen that sort of her reaction video, um, it's basically in the middle of a Zoom meeting, she finds out that she gets the role and is so excited and all that sort of thing. It's really cool that she's genuinely surprised that she got the role. Um, but so again, we see, uh, uh, I don't know if you would actually, this is just clips from sort of thing. Again, a, a little bit of a sizzle role. You don't see well, actually, not really a sizzle roll because you don't see her using any of her powers. You just no. see her her character, her character, who she interacts with, and that she is an admirer of um, uh, the 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 superhero of of uh, Captain Marvel. Um, mm -hmm. At one point, she dresses up in her own cosplay of uh, Captain Marvel, which is kind of nice to see, which is which is kind of cool. Um, there is some sort of like little trippy sort of power being used in one of the shots, but it's not sure if it's like some sort of dream sequence or whatnot, because we don't know anything about that. So, um, and that's all we get. We don't actually see her activating her because in the, uh, in the, uh, the, the comic book universe, uh, this character has the ability to uh, like, she has stretching abilities. She yes, uh, like Mr. Fantastic. Like Mr. She, Fantastic. She calls it embiggening. In beginning, right. But she doesn't, she can't do everything that uh, Mr. Fantex does. She can like enlarge her arms, her hands, her feet and all that sort of thing. But that's about it. Yeah. She can't do- Did you guys read the comic books at all? I read I... the first few issues. And? I uh, I, I liked it. Uh, it. It was, uh, as, as you kind of pointed out, Mike, it was, it was that uh, there was a lot of stuff that was missing in the Marvel Cinematic Universe with, uh, you know, character living in their day-to-day -day life. But this was uh, Kamala Khan trying to fit high school in while discovering she's she has uh, uh, inhuman powers from the the the, the mists, and I, I thought it, I thought it was quite engaging because it wasn't it wasn't quite anything Marvel had done before, uh, and it just honestly it was uh, it was sort of a an area where I think Marvel really needed to make a little more presence basically. Uh, with uh, when when uh, Miles Morales was uh, was introduced to the general population uh, in, um, in into the Spider Verse, uh, there there was this kind of this reckoning of people uh, like kids who weren't really comic book fans, but discovering they could be Spider Man, they could take off the mask and be the face that they see in, in, on the screen. And I think this was a, this was another move, uh, another smart move by Marvel to try and bring uh, more exposure to the, and more um diversity to uh the superhero genre it, it's been white dudes in spandex with underpants on the outside for decades not that and there's so, anything wrong with that you should wear your underpants on the outside i'm doing so, it right now don't stand up please <laughs> don't stand up but it, it's uh it, it, it was it was a very nice take on sort of a, a different culture sort of embracing their superheroism. Uh, no, I do have to say that I, I do appreciate this kind of thing. Like, I don't like it when existing characters get gender swapped, race swapped, all that kind of stuff. But if you want to create diversity by creating a new character, I, I mean, I think that's the way to go about doing that. And I think they were successful with this one. Um, for 
the ones that have read the comic, because she does have those, what did you call it, embiggening powers? I noticed yeah. that it looks like they're taking a different take for the series. It looks like it's weird energy powers. Have you seen the images for that? Yeah, it's it's like uh, it's like they're it's like she's making a fist and it's just like a spectral fist or something like that. Yeah, so more like, this is uh, like Green Lantern this is, sort of thing. Yeah, it kind of looks like that. And again, normally I don't like it when they change things for movies, but because I never read the books, I don't really care. But I do like this take more than the Mr. Fantastic route, just because it will, you know, if you're going to bring Fantastic Four into the Marvel Cinematic Universe at some point, it's kind of nice to have a power that's a little bit different. I think visually it'll look pretty cool because it's kind of like this weird crystalline looking, yeah, like you said, Green Lantern kind of fist. Um, and it's a purplish, isn't it? Promo. Yeah, like the one I'm looking at, it's very, uh, let's do a share screen, but it's got this kind of know kind of crystalline looking energy yeah thing yeah, yeah yeah going yeah. with it and it looks cool like i think that's a nice design mm-hmm. so but i like um, how they're keeping the costume as close to the comic book that you can get sort of thing which is nice so yeah 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 and I, the fact I, that I she cosplays <laughs> I have a, I have a lot of high hopes for this because i think this is i think this is kind of going to hit that uh, that niche where uh you know there's let's be honest there there aren't a lot of great female role models in the marvel cinematic universe and i mean black widow okay but you know when she does that drops down in that pose i don't think anyone want any anyone who's a parent wants their nine-year-old emulating that right (laughs) so (laughs) um, but like something like like uh like ms marvel i mean that that's a costume that 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 a girl can wear with pride it's and it's a hundred percent not a not a sexualized costume. There's, it's it's you know it, it it's sort of a I feel like it's it's sort of in, in uh, embracing sort of like a, like a, a bit of Muslim uh, conservatism mm-hmm. uh, to basically but basically be like a like a a good costume that could that you know like any 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 little girl would be very happy to wear. Good points. Good points. All right. So the oh, next miss one... the original Captain Marvel swimsuit, but <laughs> <laughs> with the sash. With the sash. Yes, exactly. So now we move on to the final one where we actually have any footage of and all that. And this um, is something that I think um, everyone has been uh, wanting to see for a while, and that is She Hulk. And uh, Tatiana Mashley uh, playing the titular character of She-Hulk and uh, Jennifer Walters. Walters. Thank you, Walters. Wow. Um, it. I mean, this looks. I mean, again, we have a couple of clips. We actually see uh, Professor Hulk, which is kind of neat. Um, doesn't look like his arm seems to be in any sort of uh, injury or anything like that. So I, that's one of the first things I noticed about that. Yeah, it's exactly. Like, oh. Um, because Mark Ruffalo shriveled? is back, Mark Ruffalo is back, and according to this, uh, Tim Roth is also back as well. So, um, if we're going to get Abomination, we're probably going to get Wu showing up in this as well. So, you know, just making the whole entire universe all one big loving family sort of thing. happy family, one big happy family. Yeah, um, and uh, the 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 drop at the end of the you don't get me angry you wouldn't like me in when i'm angry sort of line is fantastic um 
Oh, it's it's perfect fourth wall breaking for the for this. Yeah, I feel like I feel like they're gonna really really grab that fourth wall breaking that they did in the comics. I'm hoping like, they do. Yes, the John. I'm gonna, Burger, go, they, I'm gonna go on a limb here. The reason why Professor Hulk's arm isn't messed up, this happens before Endgame. You think? I think Ooh, this is really. We might see how Banner gets makes the deal with the Hulk and they grow to Professor Hulk. I think that might be part of this series. Oh, it so this could happen in that timeline. Yeah, no, that, that makes total sense. Okay. Because, and so because they... the, like the, the original Jennifer Walters got her powers because she got a blood transfusion. Blood transfusion. Bruce Banner. Yep. yep. So he, I mean, this could be, could start with him, you know, not able to bring the Hulk out, gives her a blood transfusion or something to that effect. And then that triggers the Hulk to come out, but more of a, you know, the Professor Hulk instead of the enraged beast. Okay. And, and that's, that's good, why yeah. his arm isn't messed up. Yeah, because so, at the end of Shang-Chi, Banner's arm is still, he's he's no longer Hulk, but in yeah, Banner form, he's still, still arm in a sling. Yeah, yeah. Still his arm in a sling. So I think this takes place before, and this is where we may see um, the abomination coming in and eventually the, the relationship he has with Wong. With Wong. Oh, So nice. this would be before Endgame and before Shang-Chi. So this kind of sets up what we we see later. Oh, okay. I like that That'd idea. That'd be a good take. That would be yeah. a good, yeah. And that would, yeah. So that would give, that would explain why she, like you bring in the abomination. So he would be the main bad guy. And the one shot we see of She-Hulk transformed jennifer transformed to she hulk we don't actually see any face but she is wearing the classic purple and white like mm -hmm. a spandex like workout outfit and all that which looks fantastic and again we have not seen her face yet as she hulk but it's probably going to look good because marvel does that sort of thing um but yeah this just this little bit and again this is the shortest one that has any footage but it looks really fun. And I have to again, say for me, this one was my least favorite of the bunch. And I was not nearly as hyped as I thought it would be after watching this. I thought something was lacking. I will, maybe because it is such a teaser, you know, they're just basically showing a couple clips. So you don't really get, get a good vibe of what it's going to be. Um, but I thought they could have cranked up the humor, broke the fourth wall better, you know, just because again, it's, like I'm thinking of this as a very Boston legal type mm -hmm. of you no, know, yes. like a crazy comedy. Like go all out. Like if you know, if take Deadpool, stick it in Boston legal, and then you essentially have She-Hulk. Like so, it's got to be kind of that bonkers if it's gonna. Do we know if the they comedy. finished filming this yet? I believe they're still filming, so that might be the another reason. That's probably why part of the is, reason is they yeah. just. They've grabbed what they've can to yeah. satisfy Disney Disney Day to, to make people interested, but they yeah. don't have the footage they'd need to, to get you to that point. Yeah. Yeah. Now I did see oh, what's her name? Um, who's playing the villain uh, who was on the good place? Um uh, there's uh, uh, sexy, sexy skyscraper. <laughs> that one. Yeah, where she was all in orange and she looked amazing as the character. Like so I was excited to see that. Have you seen that? She posted that on Twitter for all in orange. Oh yes. Okay. Now I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Um. What is it again? What's What's the character's name? Titana. 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 Yes. Mm -hmm. Yes. Which again is a classic She-Hulk bad guy, I believe. Correct. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So that's kind of neat. But um. So basically, after this, we're basically from this point on, 
we're just given title cards for the whole entire thing. And again, we're just going in the order that these are going to be released. Uh, they're shown to us are when they're going to be released. So the ne next up is something that um, we're all looking forward to. I, Again, I'm speaking out of turn, but I'm thinking that we're all, and this is what if season two. So yeah, exactly. Very after that, so. after that first nine episodes, and knowing that at least one of the episodes we didn't get from first scene is season is going to be in the second season, and we do know that we're going to be revisiting with uh, Captain Carter and all that. Um, this is something that is definitely, definitely has to be a, a, a watch as soon as it comes out. Um, the one after that is uh, Agatha, House of Harkness. Mm -hmm. which is the uh, character that they introduced in um, WandaVision. So this looks like, I mean. I don't know how they're going to make a series out of this one. I, I'm that, This is when I'm a little bit confused. Like, obviously, you, you know, you have the Harry Potter fan base. You can make a witch show and make it successful. Yeah. I don't know where they're going to go with this. Unless well, they maybe... make her, uh, what's um, Franklin Richards' nanny? Like, but well, you can't... they can either go post-WandaVision or pre-WandaVision. Yeah. You know how she got up to the point to getting into WandaVision, or after what you know, after if she somehow escapes, um, because Wanda kind of trapped her there, so yeah, yeah. So, but it just seems like it's such a minor character, and again, Marvel's got a big catalog to play with, and they've had success taking minor characters and doing great things with them. But it, to me, that's one, it just like, what, why are you doing this show of all the shows you could be doing? But again, you have a great actress, and if it ties into the whole multiverse and you know the Wanda Maximoff story, like okay, there's stuff you could do, especially because if they do bring in Fantastic Four, they can bring her into it. Like there's a lot of fantastic. story options. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. Um, so after that, yes. <laughs> after that, we have uh, Spider-Man Freshman Years, and if I'm not mistaken, I believe this is going to be an animated series. Yep. That uh, 2D style. yeah, 2D animation, which is kind of neat to see Disney actually put this as part of their slate, and obviously they're producing and all that. After that, How they is... do that. How is that not Sony? Oh, because they because um because I'm not sure how connected it's going to be to the MCU, but it might just be the Tom Holland still like at the beginning of school when. Like, because when we were introduced to him being in high school, he already had his powers. So we might get his origin story, like when, because it's it's freshman years, right? So that's we need the to watch Uncle Ben die again. Yeah, Yay. exactly. Yeah. Uh, I'm just wondering legally how that works because I, I, could have, I think I think I, I, I know the answer to that. Um, Sony has the exclusive movie rights to Spider Man, uh, Peter Parker. This will be a movie. Uh, that's that's why that's why they were able to do like the spectacular Spider-Man and uh, all, all of the well the Spider-Man and Amazing Friends clones that they did over the past few years. Even though Sony has the rights to the character as a, as a movie, uh, they they don't have exclusive access to it for video game content uh, or for 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 uh, television content. Yeah, because Disney has that like, that kids Spider-Man show and Spider-Man is friends with like Gwen and. Gwen Spider and all the other ones. Oh yeah. man, Disney Plus should totally do a like a live action Spider Man TV series. That's exactly what I was talking about. Disney, do it. Feige, get on that. <laughs> you know yeah, how much money that would cost, <laughs> especially having Tom Holland uh, reprising his role currently. Yeah, 
negotiated into the contract with a big dump truck <laughs> full of money. All right. So the next one we have up is Echo. Now, if I'm not mistaken, Echo is the character from the comic book universe that she'll be in Hawkeye. She'll be in Hawkeye. Okay. She's going to be in Hawkeye, and then she's getting her own spin-off series. Gotcha. Now, what so is, is this one live action? Yeah. Yes, yeah. it is. Yeah, live yeah. Action. This is a live. So this action. is. Yeah. Um, Echo is a character who came out in Daredevil, I believe, yep. and she is where Daredevil's blind. She's deaf, but much like the Taskmaster, anything she sees, any move she sees, she can instantly replicate it. So she's got that kind of like that photographic reflexes, but because she has no, no, no hearing, it's all sight-based. Um, she has her own, you know, ups and downs and her costume has like a white handprint, which was like her dad's bloody handprint. Right, but right. White. Yes. Yeah. Now that you mentioned um, that, I'm like, she now shot, I know which she shot Kingpin yeah. in the face um, when she realized that the Kingpin had killed her dad. Um, and he employed her as an assassin for him. And then when she finally put two and two together with the help of Daredevil, she, yeah. Took a kingpin took one in the face. Cool. Um, All right. Made him blind for a while. So and this All is right. an interesting thing too, is that Kingpin is such a key component to her backstory. So I'm really hoping that they do bring our Netflix Kingpin back and yeah, yeah, yeah. bring him in and start merging these universes. I hope he kind of shows up at the end of Hawkeye. Um, you know, because if Echo's gonna be there, I hope. Vincent DeForio shows up at the end of Hawkeye's Kingpin, and that's oh for up, sure, yeah. That's up Echo and Kingpin in her series. So yeah, I could see a lot of these threads getting tied together as they go. So that means if Matt Murdock does show up in Spider Man, we're good, right? Mm-hmm. Wait, we find out we find out about Hawkeye first, or do we find about Spider Man first? Because Spider Man comes is... out next week. Yeah, but how long before we actually see Kingpin? Like, if we um, leave Kingpin to the Hawkeye's going to finish, I think after Christmas is Christmas. It's the week of Christmas. Christmas, yeah. And, and Spider Man comes, comes out the week before, before Christmas. So. so, there's a good chance. Oh, the good chance that the episode that airs the week that Spider Man comes out is a crossover episode. Yeah. How, oh, how freaking amazing would that be? <laughs> if that if, oh, if, if that does happen then hats off to Disney for pulling this off. That, that would be that fantastic. Would amazing wow. timing. I, I was I was quite impressed with how Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. tried to do that with like the Hail Hydra and all that, all that stuff. Like they even had like a little warning in front. If you haven't seen uh, Captain America, Winter Soldier, then don't watch this episode. Something like that, but, it, but I mean the the fact that they were trying to tie in two completely different like networks to to do the yeah, same sort of storyline, but with Disney Plus and slash Marvel kind of having complete creative control over everything in this, there is a good chance they're going to pull this off really really well. I hope so. I, I really, really can't. I would really love that. Would be fantastic. That's going to be impossible. I don't think, but like you know how much would have to work out like just like with the pandemic everything being delayed and all that you'd have to make sure that no matter what hawkeye has to be in like end of november december for this Hell, to two work years out. ago two years ago did we know we were going to get boba fett yeah i guess not i guess you're i guess you're right with that yeah yeah so disney i mean they've they, they they're playing a pretty long game right now disney knows how to play the long game that's yeah, for sure. and the fact that they released 
12 titles on Disney Day. Like they they, they announced yeah. 12 titles. Yeah. That's that's big. And so speaking of which, the next one is I Am Groot, which is going to be um mid-size baby Groot. Um it's I believe it's a series of shorts that um James Gunn yeah. is actually working on himself and it's it's going to be the computer generated photorealistic Groot doing tiny little adventures and all that sort of thing. So who can if it's who, anything who, like him fighting the rat creatures in Guardians of the Galaxy 2? That's yes. all I mean, where you got things yeah. going on in the background. In the background but yeah. That that doesn't matter because it's Groot fighting that rat. For sure, for sure. Yeah. That's yes. all I need to see. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's honestly all I need to see. Exactly. Exactly. Um, then we have another title card for Ironheart, which uh, looks a little more um now Ironheart, if I'm not mistaken, is the um Riri Williams. Yeah, who is the next Iron yeah. Man sort of story beginning sort of thing, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, but again, you never know what they're going to do because it's still all we get is a title card. Uh, now, the next one is the one that thrilled me the most out of these title cards because it is the exact replica of what they did in the comic books, and that's Marvel Zombies. Mm-hmm. So, um, I more than likely it's going to be animated because you can't there's there's no way you can do a live action marvel zombies if you're going to be copying what they did at in the very least the very first set of stories and all that but uh i'm all there for it i mean this is this will obviously be again another like another earth sort of storyline because hey multiverse of madness Mm -hmm. but uh yeah it just looks like it's going to be it, it could be potentially Fantastic. Uh, and then we're going to end up with uh, what is probably, uh, I believe, also going to be an animated series, and that's called X-Men 97, um, which is, which is uh, when, when, when I was collecting uh, the Uncanny X-Men, which was, it's a kind of nice thing to see. I mean, I, around that era uh, was when I was collecting X-Men. I think that was about when I started to wean off getting every single title that had X-Men in it sort of thing. But uh, so an animated series, 97, X-Men 97, that's all you need, especially with the classic font as well of the X-Men from the comic book title. You never know. So, hey, we got all new voice actors it, it, doing voices. Yeah, like especially with having the original voice actors would definitely be a, yeah. be a nice bonus there. Exactly. I think they're counting on that nostalgia wave. Alrighty then. So that about ex, uh, expires on what we uh, had collected for this particular. Uh... That, there, there's still a couple missing, and we did they they showed Armor Wars with yep. Don Cheadle, mm-hmm. um, which that one actually they're filming. So uh, I don't know when that one's coming out. They again just said coming soon. Yeah. And then we have the the Guardians of the Galaxy Christmas special. The Christmas Holiday special, which special. is being shot at the same time that James Gunn gets around to shooting part three. But the Christmas special is going to come out well before Guardians yeah. of the Galaxy 3 is released and all that. Yes. Now, I, I'm really forward. looking forward to that one. I hope he cheeses it up just like the original Star Wars one. Oh, God, yeah. That yes. would be amazing. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I, I, you know what? I, I'm, I'm hoping that. Well, let's see. Who's still alive from that? Mark Hamill. Because <laughs> you're not going to get Harrison Ford to do it. 
No uh, way you can get totally get Harrison Ford. Ford. No, you you just, will not get Harrison Ford. Just him Ford. being extremely grumpy, looking at the camera, going, "Fuck no." You know what? You, you could get what? Betty White in there, just have <laughs> a different a giant <laughs> bag of money lands beside him. Thank you for your involvement, Mr. Ford. You could probably get a Wookiee. I, I could, I could definitely see a Wookiee in the background somewhere. Yeah, but uh... all right. So that uh, brings us to the end of uh, that particular uh, episode of uh, coming attractions. So, That's a lot of coming attractions. That was a lot of coming attractions. That's uh, why it's its own separate podcast now. So I yeah. uh, want to thank everyone for uh, tuning in and uh, listening through. And uh, hopefully, hey, if there was anything that uh, striked your fancy or we missed out on something or you had an idea of what uh, your idea of what you might have pulled from these particular trailers. And again, uh, every single thing that we're talking about here is available on YouTube. So if you just do a little search for the particular movie, you'll be able to see what we're talking about. Uh, sometimes you might have to put 2021 because you know what? There's more than one Fortress movie out there. So you put in 2021, you'll get the Bruce Willis movie if you're so inclined don't, to do that don't, sort of thing. Just don't, yeah, no, don't, don't. you don't really need to. Yeah, just I mean, look at the old one. Yeah, exactly. You don't, you don't need to. Uh, but uh, so yeah, so um, tune in uh, next week uh, when we uh, gather around uh, the dimming lights of the theater as uh, we watch some more uh, coming attractions. Good night, everybody. Good night, Bye. folks. Good night. This has been Coming Attractions, a Planet Geek production. Be sure to check out our social medias on all the different platforms, including Twitter and Instagram at Planet Geek Pod, Facebook and YouTube, search for Planet Geek Productions, and you can send us an email directly to planetgeekpod at gmail.com. If you are able to help us out financially, please be sure to go to Ko-Fi, that's ko fi.com slash planetgeekpod and know that any and all donations made towards this will go into future Planet Geek production products. Please make sure to like, share, and rate. And until next time, thank you for dropping by.